What's up, everybody? This is Eric Ferguson. After 25 years of being an athlete, of coaching, of being an entrepreneur, I'm now on a mission to live in my full potential as a life coach, transformational speaker, and an author. And this podcast mission is to powerfully and positively impact you to live in your full potential. What is up, everybody? Coach Ferguson here. This is the Full Potential Living Podcast. In this podcast, I will aim to provide motivation, clarity, and a clear sense of purpose, helping you live a full potential life. So if you choose to be yourself and be the authentic self, then you can take how people perceive you for face value. Mm. Instead of if you try to be a fake or somebody mm-hmm. that they might like and they don't like you, you will never know if they would have liked the real you or not. Ooh. So yeah, you might as well be beautiful. the real you and then you know that's that beautiful. you don't have to think more. It's like, that's I'm going to be me. Whatever happens then, at least I know I was me. You know? Right, right. Yeah. And I, for me, it's like full potential living probably, in my opinion, means like, I have to manage to be able to love being alive mm. instead of trying to make it to, oh, let me be rich or let me be the best baseball right. player. No, let me just be happy to be here, right, you know, right. because what it, I can be a millionaire and my son be sick tomorrow and nothing else matters than him. Please be better. Could you do that? Trials and tribulations, it don't matter. I go through that. It don't matter if it's friends or the enemy. I'ma keep on giving life till the death of me. And don't forget the eyes with the hand to see. Treats my daily therapy and I was saved proudly. I gave my life away so I can lead the way. So if you got a problem, try to live your life without me. Yeah, you see the shine on me. Do you think that they will judge me if they knew I'm steady living in the sky? Yeah, you feel the shine on me. Every day you looking at me, then you gonna see a spirit come to life. Yeah, you see the shine on me. All the pain that you be feeling every day is just a blessing in the sky. up full potential listeners welcome to the podcast today today we have a very special guest my man Fildrick Llewellyn on the podcast Fildrick is a professional baseball player for almost 10 years now he's also an artist he's got multiple songs out there now one of them that you just listened to called shine you can find that on YouTube Um, very talented man and a real man. He's going to be talking a lot about some of the trials and tribulations that he's been through in his life. In particular, we'll be talking a lot about authenticity. First of all, we're going to start off by talking about Fildrick's story, um, what's happening now with him in his professional baseball career, in his music career. And then we'll be getting into resilience, persistence, and talking a lot about authenticity, about expressing ourselves in authentic ways that make us heard, that also make us seen for who we truly are. So I hope you're ready for an awesome podcast, a real podcast, a real podcast, um, heart-to-heart conversation with my man, Fildrick Llewellyn, um, and let me know what you think. And we will jump right into that recording. Full Potential. What's up, everybody? Coach Ferguson here on the Full Potential Living Podcast. Today is a special day. Uh, I'm out here in Germany, Paderborn, Germany, with my man, Fildrick Llewellyn. Yes, sir. sir. 
Welcome to the podcast, Thank my you, man. man. Thanks Welcome. for having me, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks <laughs> yeah. for coming all the way out here, too, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Long sure. trip. Definitely had a, a good time uh, playing ball yesterday. Yeah, so. man. Hit on the field. <laughs> man. That was awesome. Definitely yes. was awesome. For sure. So, uh, for sure. Yeah, so um, we played for two years together in indie ball, mm-hmm. and then you've continued playing. Mm-hmm. So. Was it five years now after? Five years now since 2017. Yeah, five years now. It's 2022. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, five years. Five years. Yeah. And so what has made you want to continue playing this game year after year? And then five yeah. years later, and you're still playing and still going to continue to play moving forward. Uh, you know, for me, the thing was is that, like, first of all, before we meet you, in t- before I met you in 2017, it was a matter of, for me, I used to play professional baseball in the minor leagues, and then I suddenly lost my opportunities due to certain mistakes I was making. And then suddenly being in the Pecos League, for example, it was me having to continue to fulfill the desire of reaching my full potential in the game. Like, forget what I wanted to do outside of baseball, but I felt like I didn't reach my full potential within the game itself. You know, I didn't give 100% of my time and my dedication and my discipline wasn't 100% there. So... Now it's more so a matter of like, I want to feel fulfilled and that I gave everything I had to the game Mm -hmm. before I let it go, you know? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I felt like I would have regretted not Mm -hmm. keep playing. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I know we talked about that a little bit. So you weren't fully engaged and into it. Yeah, for me, I could see that other people were actually giving more. (laughs) <laughs> and you're being one of the perfect examples actually giving more to the game than I was giving yeah so if there's at least one person that I can see with my eyes is giving way more effort and dedication to the thing that I love right clearly I ain't doing it right right and I'm like yeah. well before I quit I might as well do it right right you know what I mean and yeah. I haven't even done that yet because you know injuries happen and life throws you these curveballs and little ups and downs you right. know but it's about staying consistent and actually dedicated 100% to see the full potential that you can reach, you know? In that area. In that area. In that field. And then after that, like I said, it's a phase. And then you go to the next phase and see what happens then. Right, you right, know right. what I mean? For so, sure. So how do you see, like, your vision of baseball moving forward? Like, do you see it for five years? Do you see it for ten years? Like, do you see it for two years? Or are you just playing it by ear? Like, what? what is your... Kind of vision moving forward. So right now I'm 28 years old. I'm planning on doing this until I'm 38. So I give myself 10 years more of playing baseball. That's the long-term, long-term goal. I also have a plan that I want to, for example, play in different leagues in Europe or the United States again in the next five years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter when in the five years it happens, but that's a, like a medium-term goal. You know okay. what I mean? A midterm yeah. goal where it's yeah. like, I want to do this too at least once more. Mm-hmm. Go back to the States and play in these high leagues and see if I can still manage to succeed in it yeah. and be successful. Right. And then a shorter term is like in the next year or two is going to the Champions Cup, which is like a European championship for the best. It's like the Champions League, but in baseball. Mm-hmm. So it's like the best teams from Italy, from the Netherlands, from the Czech Republic and Germany go to a tournament mm-hmm. and they play against each other to see who wins it. Yeah. I went to it in 2018, but I lost in the finals with the Italian team that I was mm-hmm. playing on. Okay. So now I'm trying to take maybe a German team there or go with the Netherlands team there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like trying to go to this tournament and winning it. Because now it's all right, about winning right. for me, you know? Yeah. In the past, it used to be about my own personal achievement. If I'm going to make it to the big leagues or if I'm going to hit 400 or hit 20 bombs, whatever. But now it's about like carrying a team to win it all. 
You know what I mean? Mm. And like being an important focal part mm. of that. You know what I mean? So what how has that kind of changed your game by focusing more on winning and the bigger picture and other people and the team compared to like focusing just on yourself? Like how has that impacted your your game and your mindset? I used to be a guy that if I wasn't performing well in the game, like I'd be pissed. We could win, and I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. But now it's like, I could give, I, I actually don't even care if I play bad, because if my team wins, that is the end goal anyway. So I might be 0 for 3 in the ninth inning, and I'm hitting, and there's a guy at second with no outs. I can hit a home run and win it. And back in the day, I would be the guy that would try to hit the home run to win it. But yeah. now I'll bunt for a sack, yeah. send the guy to third, and actually the guy behind me hits a bomb to win it. So, and I'm like, dude, for four with a sack. Oh, for four with a sack. While I could have maybe had a hit that made me feel better, my ego, it would have feeded my ego, right? Right, right, right? But now I'm actually 100%, I would put my money on it that I'm playing egoless basketball, baseball and basketball, whatever sport I'm playing, because yeah. I know what I used to be like. And I right. clearly can see I'm not that guy that was going up there and like, oh, I'm going to do this for the team now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to play the game the right way mm-hmm. and my opportunity will come at C- as right, fit, right. you know, cause and effect. It's like, right. I'll play the if team you give, game. You'll get something yeah. later. You, you know, know, sometimes on the field you make an error in the eighth inning mm-hmm. and you might feel horrible. But then in the ninth inning you come up to hit with the bases loaded, no outs, which is a beautiful situation to do something positive because mm-hmm. a lot can go right in those situations, you know right. what I mean? So the right. game gives and takes, you know? Yeah. And I feel like for me, it's the egoless baseball that I'm playing now shows me that the way I'm playing is more team-oriented instead of my personal mm-hmm. goals or whatever I want right, for right. myself. So, you know? so you've shifted your focus to more a broader focus where you're focused on the team and there's sometimes where you got to sacrifice yourself. Yes. But do you feel like that helps your performance, especially mentally? You know, does, do you feel like that relieves some pressure if you're like, you know what, I can just do a job here and, you know, sacrifice something for this for the squad? I feel, does that take mental pressure off of you? For me, I think in general, maybe it's supposed to take the edge off and it's supposed to get easier. But I'm going to give you my personal experience, for example, with this year was that we have a baseball team with all righties that hit. You know me, I used to switch it. Yeah. But we all know that my left-handed side is power and my right-handed side is contact. Yeah. So I strike out a lot <laughs> left-handed, but if I hit one, it goes out. Right, right. But then right-handed, I'm a more all-around hitter, right? right? So this year, I tell my coach, hey, I'm going to go ahead left-handed so I can help the team out and be another lefty in the middle of the lineup that mm-hmm. we don't have one. Mm-hmm. But last year, I hit 450, and this year, I'm hitting 333. Because 14 of those left-handed at bats, I maybe got three hits out of. Mm-hmm. So it didn't, I tried to do something that maybe would help the team in the long run of like, maybe I'll be a left-handed bat in the middle of the lineup that can maybe switch things up. Yeah. But it took a hit on my personal, mm, really? my personal thing. I'm a great bunter lefty, so I have seven sack bunts. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it helps the team. But when you look at the stats, it's like, oh, Fildrick is struggling this year. And it's like, well, Fildrick actually took a step back because he, he changed the perspective yeah. of what the team needs. He's like, oh, I'm going to do what the team needs instead of what Fildrick needs. Mm-hmm. Let's do what the team needs because if I can do what the team needs, then we're going to be better off. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can go four for four and we lose or go one for four or one for three with a sack and we win. Mm-hmm. I'll take the win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So do you feel like there's a middle ground 
where you can be Fildrick and fulfill your cup, but also times where you help the team. I feel like the middle ground is when both the team and the player that is, let's say, the star player can coexist together without anybody losing or losing themselves within the the middle ground. Mm-hmm. So, for example, for me, back in when we were together in Trinidad, Colorado in 2017, we had a group of individuals that each could be a star by itself. Mm-hmm. Like you had Randall, you had you, you had me, you had uh, uh, Henry. Like everybody yeah. fudge. At any moment, anybody can be a star and hit three jacks in a game. Right. But we coexisted together beautifully, yeah. you know, yeah. without anybody losing themselves within it. Right. But for example, sometimes what happens with me here, it's like I'm a guy that's very out, like loud, obnoxiously loud and crazy. <laughs> and when I hit a home run, I bat flip. Right. And maybe here the they play a little bit more conservative with right, baseball. Right, so right. then I had to tone myself down a little bit. So I can coexist in the ecosystem without it looking like I'm taking anybody's light, anybody's shine. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm not allowed to lose my fire on the baseball field yeah. by dimming my way of playing. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think the middle ground is actually it starts with communication. You know, mm-hmm. you and the team and the manager and the coach Listen, being on the this same is page. How yeah, I'm at my best. You know, yeah. this is what I need. What do you need? What do you need from me? Right, yeah, exactly. Right. This is what I offer. Exactly. And yeah. if you communicate it. I feel like you avoid a lot of conflicts that do arise in a, in a regular baseball yeah, season right. year. You know what I mean? Right, absolutely. Real or talk. any any part of life, yeah. Definitely. Um, so let's talk about your music career. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, you just started being a rapper, hip-hop. Yeah. You've been doing it for a year and a half? A year and four months now. A year and four months now. Yes, sir. And you're starting to shine. Yeah, starting <laughs> to a little bit. A little bit. And, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, some, some good stuff out there. Um, so... Where do you see your music career going now? As you're continuing to play baseball, possibly 10 years, you know, uh, what's your vision and what are you excited about in your music career? For me, the music has been, it sounds kind of cliche, but it's been the therapy for all the other things that I was doing in my life. You know, for 28 years, from the 28 years that I've been on this planet, 25 of them I've been playing baseball, you know. And it took a toll on my life in general. You know what I mean? You sacrifice a lot. I've been living 15 years away from home. Like I was born in Curacao. I lived 14 years there. And then for the other 15, I'm about to turn 29 this year. I've lived in a different country, you know? And it's all for baseball. So what happens is, is that like now with the music, it's like it opened the door for me to go into a studio and let my reality out Mm. in a safe environment and also make it an art by creating your flow or your cadences or your bars and how you explain your story to the world because people are going to listen to your songs, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, it seems like it's going to be the next phase that I'm going to tap into once I can't keep playing baseball because my body don't allow anymore. Yeah. But I need to start it now so I can build a great foundation and I want to manage to be able to play baseball and make music at the same time while I keep growing at it because I feel like maybe 10, nine years from now, I would have been doing music for 10 years and played baseball for 20 around the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it could be my, I'll say legacy that I leave behind for my son to see, you know? I have a six-year-old son that sings my lyrics and sings my songs and copies my movements from my music videos. And it's like, oh, forget what everybody else sees or thinks. It's like, I have a son that looks up to me and he actually <laughs> thinks I'm 
worth being like yeah. he wants to be like yeah. me you know and it's like he's like this dude's cool yeah and i, I want to be guy. like yeah i want to be like dada and i'm like well then i i've got to be doing something right yeah so i might as well now if this niche seems like the right thing to do how about i reach its full potential you yeah. know how about i go a hundred percent head on focused right, right. determined right you know and then make something out of it yeah you know what i mean so so year after year um you're kind of you're going to just see how it kind of unfolds Plays out by itself because trying to continue it's so to get more listeners more followers yes, putting your stuff out there sure. consistently for sure. And then kind of see how it unfolds. Because in the beginning, I started off with 36 followers. And then by the end of the first year, I had 200 followers. And then now, suddenly in one month, due to the song that I dropped recently, which was Shine, I gained, I'm at 1,400 followers. And now I'm at the phase where it's like I'm in the middle of my baseball season. My son came to visit me from the United States. And I haven't made a song yet in a month. I recorded Shine a month ago. Mm -hmm. So now what's going to happen is, is that this new wave that I started, I need to light it a little bit. Yeah. So I need to come out with new music yeah. and keep it going. You, you know what I mean? Consistent. Consistent is, consistency is everything. Especially at the beginning. For sure. Yeah, yeah. People need to believe in you because everybody can start and make 10 songs and then quit after a year. Right. It's a matter of, are you going to be able to be doing it 10 years from now? Yeah. Even right. though the money's low. Even though right. there's no time. Even though there's... Right. Make Are it you the going to push through? Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Absolutely, that's something that uh, <laughs> we're definitely going to talk about today. Sure. Uh, but it's persistence. Mm -hmm. But what are some of the most important lessons that you've learned through your journey of baseball and and all the places you've been and now starting your music career? For me, the biggest thing was is that no matter if you're yourself or if you try to be what people want you to be, they gonna judge you anyways. And might they might even hate. So you might as well be authentic. So you might as well be you because even <laughs> while you try to be what they want you to be, they going to complain anyways. So it's better for you to be you and let them complain or be you and certain people not like you mm -hmm. instead of trying to be what they want mm -hmm. and then be unhappy because you're still not fulfilling their needs. Right, right. And for me, it was also a guy. I'm a guy that like, mind you, I'm not from most of the countries where I've lived. I'm not from there. Right. So I'm, I'm an outsider from the beginning. <laughs> I show up and right, I'm like, right. I speak English, of course, but I'm not American at the end of the day. Right. When everybody went to vote or everybody's talking about politics, like it almost was pointless to me because I don't even, it doesn't affect me because right. I'm not from here. Right. I go back home after the season, you know right, what I'm right. saying? So for me, the biggest thing that I learned and the music also made it a little bit more strong of an opinion for me is that with the music, when you make music, People will hear it or not. Like, people will tell you if it's good or not. Yeah. So, it's like a direct face-to-face -face interaction between you and your ego and seeing, like, oh, am I going to crumble because only a thousand people heard this song and yeah. nobody else likes it and it's been yeah. out for a year now? Mm -hmm. Or am I going to take it as at least a thousand people heard right. it? Right. How can I get better? Yes. And it, it makes you grow personally because right. you're choosing to then see the good, is the glass half full or half empty? Right. You know, and then it makes you be more grateful, right. more appreciative right. for like the situations, you know? So if you choose to be yourself and be the authentic self, then you can take how people perceive you for face value. Mm. Instead of if you try to be a fake or somebody mm. that they might like and they don't like you, you will never know if they would have liked the real you or not. Ooh. So yeah, you might as well be beautiful. the real you and then you know that's that you don't beautiful. have to think more. It's like, that's I'm going to be me. Whatever happens then, at least I know I was me. You know? Right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's amazing. So all you can really do is be yourself and then let everybody else decide yeah. how they want to perceive you, exactly. right? You can't control that. I totally agree. That's some beautiful wisdom right there. Totally that's awesome, man. So let's move into persistence yes, and resilience. Okay. As we know, athletes, baseball players, you have to have that skill set. You have to have that tool in your mind, yeah. you know, that mindset tool. So through the ups and downs, I know you, I know you personally, so yes, you've experienced through baseball, yeah. right? But also personally outside personally of outside. baseball, you know, through the ups and downs, being drafted by the Diamondbacks out of Curacao, mm-hmm. you know, that must have been an all-time high, you know? <laughs> like, For sure. And For then, sure. you know, 11th round? Yeah, 13th. 13th, 13th round? round yeah. 13th round. And then, you know, playing for the Orioles, you know, multitude of minor league professional teams. We yeah. played together. Um, what do you feel like is the the biggest factor that has allowed you to stay persistent and resilient? Like so many people don't have that, you know, resilience to keep pushing through something, even though it might not be wildly successful right away. You. You, you know what I'm saying? Like with your music, like with anybody starting a business or whatever, like how do you stay resilient in the beginning and stay resilient? Like what's your biggest factor? For me, it started when I was little. Uh, I used to, when I was eight, I started running like um, these uh, little 800 meter marathons that we had for like little kids, you know, 800 <laughs> meter or like one kilometer, mm-hmm. right? And I remember I used to be a little chubby and everybody else used to be in the front of the pack. And I would run at the end of the race for the last like 300 meters. I would start running by everybody because I hated being last. So because of the hate of being the last person, because I know how it is to feel like the last person, mm-hmm. I would start running by people and running mm-hmm. by them. I can see their facial expression or like, oh, my God, he's running by me. And I was like, oh, that's how I look when people run by me. Then I would push harder. <laughs> and then eventually I will always win second or third place from the back of the pack. I would always I swear to you, I would end second or third, but I was never fast enough to be the first place guy. Mm-hmm. Because he was just a machine, right? (laughs) And then I fast forwarded to when I was like 11 and 12. My dad would take me to the field. And he goes, there's no water until we finish the the drills. Mm -hmm. No drinking water in between. No, no, no. Like, when we're done, you drink water. Mm -hmm. And then we would start taking ground balls and fly balls. And then eventually I have asthma. And I get to a point where now I'm breathing like this. (gasps) Like I'm breathing like my heezing. You know what I mean? And what happens is, is that like I reach a point where it's like, do I keep going? Or do I stop here? Because if I go tell my dad, he might get mad that I'm like quitting. Right. So then I would push through. (laughs) And eventually what happens after a couple of asthma attacks, I managed to realize that even the asthma attack won't kill you. It's like the asthma attack might take you to the hospital, but you're not dying yet. So then it's like my limits kept going further and further Mm -hmm. away from me. And what happens is a lot of times it might have a bad effect where I push myself too far and then I lost it all or like I maybe went too hard for no reason with no control but then I tamed it down again to the point where it's like okay I don't want to fail at anything I do I want to give a million percent at everything I got and again it's the same thing for me it's like I do not want to quit yeah because quitting to me I know what it looks like because I've seen people quit Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a quitter I want to be a person that gets over the hump right it don't matter like I have a song in the song shine I say it don't matter if it's trials or tribulations, I go through it. Mm-hmm. And I get to the other end. Yeah. Because I've seen that if I go through it, 
there's a there's a gift at the other end. Mm. So it might be hard for Ooh. a year. It might be hard for three months. It might be hard for three years. For example, my first three years when you met me, between 2016 and 2018, my life was miserable. But now you meet me here in 2022 and you can see that I climbed out of that hole that I was in in yeah. 2016. I can see you shine. Exactly. And the feeling, <laughs> and the feeling for me is, is that like, hey, I've done it. Yeah. So next time something comes up and it's going to be hard for another three years, I've been through that. Right. I've been through right. hardships for three years straight. So I know that if I'm going to struggle for one month because I pulled a hammy, oh, let's just heal the ham, hamstring nice and easy. Yeah. It's going to be right. fine because you've been through harder right. times. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So perseverance for me is more so about me believing that I can get through anything until I die. Yeah. Like if I die, that means I lost. If I could have <laughs> gotten over it. You know what I mean? But right. I can push through. Until that most of these things you're not gonna I'm die. not gonna die from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I think we're so wired by fear. Fear. Yeah, yeah. We're so wired by just our, you know, nature. We you know, originally we're, we're in you know in the forest and trying to survive. Surviving. We're so wired by fear, yeah. but now like everything's really safe, you yeah. know? Like like we're not worrying about tigers around us gonna eat us and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So I think it's so easy to fall into that default mode of like negative thinking yes i agree and also um not being persistent through the fear because mm -hmm. we're worried about what people think yeah. and all that so for you it's like uh knowing that you're not gonna die yeah, yeah. hey you're not gonna I die you're like going to. am i gonna die yeah, like one, to. one of my buddies says that like you know is this gonna kill me yeah, is this going to kill me? Is it like, no, 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 it's not. no, no. no. Like it's an emotional thing that I can move through. Yeah. It's an ego thing that I can move through. So yeah. that's awesome, dude. Yeah. So it sounds like also through your childhood, like you've, you've, uh, like were trained from the beginning with your dad yeah, and doing yeah. these, these mirrors and these events, um, to learn what persistence sure. is physically, for sure. you know, so you can get that mentally. That's dope. Yeah. So transitioning to the next one, next question. Now, this is a quote by Oprah Winfrey, and I really I love this quote. Okay. Um, it says, if we are really committed to growth, we never stop discovering new dimensions of self mm -hmm. and self-expression. True. Like, when I look at you, man, you know, this is something I love about, like, I like about myself, too, is, like, expressing myself. Yeah, for sure. You know, so, like... Yeah. I look at you as somebody who expresses themselves authentically, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So how important is self-expression to you? And what do you think it brings to the world? Mm -hmm. I feel like if... Uh, actually, this ties down to what we were talking about even before this. Like, For me, failure is like an event. It's not like... Uh, it doesn't determine who you are. It's just like what happened at this moment. So right. it's like... I was supposed to get an A on the test, but I got a C. It's just this moment. It doesn't mean I'm dumb. It doesn't mean that right, I'm, right, I'm ruined right, forever, right? right? It's just an event. Right. And how you deal with the event determines who you are. Right. Not that the, you fail, now you're a failure. No, it's like failure is just the event. Detachment. And how do you yeah. move from it, right? Now, then the tie down to this is that like the biggest thing with that quote from Oprah is like for me, I chose to realize that like if life is about growing, right? If a biggest tree that you see in the forest used to be small, then it shows me that as a human, I'm going to grow too because I have a son that's six and he used to be mm. a baby. 
And me seeing him get now to six years old and he's tall and he's bigger than I even imagined ever seeing him because he used to be such a small baby right. shows me that if he's growing, I'm growing. Right. And I, if I focus on my growth, then I will realize that it's only about growth. That's all what life is about is learning and growing and evolving into each phase that you're supposed to be in. Right. Because five years ago, my mind was way smaller than it is now. Right. But if I didn't see growth, like I talked to you about, like parents or older people or grownups, sometimes you might be smaller than somebody by age, but then you grow past them in maturity because they chose to stop right, growing. Right. You know what I mean? Like yes. I had teachers or you had coaches yeah. where they still lived in the past right? because they used to be amazing athletes or amazing at school back right. in the day. Right. They still walk around carrying that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, it's like, who are you now? Who are you today? Who are you, not what you used to be a year ago, who you used to be three years ago, but who are you today? Right. And who are you going to be right. tomorrow when you wake up? Instead of taking life as a challenge through like years, I'm going to take the challenge daily. Right. Daily to grow. Mm -hmm. Willingly grow. Like if I make a mistake, I actually apologize to my six-year-old son. Right. And he looks at me like, Dada, it's okay, no problem. Yeah. But I need him to know that I'll own my mistake yeah, and grow yeah, from yeah, it, yeah. even though we're six. Even though you made a mistake. Yeah, because growing up, sometimes when we were little, we'll be like acting like they're never wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's no, 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 case. that's not the case. Because I, I grew up thinking that everybody that was older than me was better because yeah. I thought that grown ups were just better. Yeah. But now that I'm growing into, I'm 28 years old now, I'm like, wait, I can start to see how many mistakes grown-ups were making and covering it up because we were little they didn't right. own up to it right you know what i'm saying i think there's a beauty in that without owning up to the mistakes how are you going to grow you right. Know? right we're not perfect you got it you know it what first. i'm saying i ain't perfect hell yeah. no i'm not perfect you know what i'm yeah. saying so own it you know what i, I mean love, i love what you said about detachment like yeah. like uh, kind of the way i look at it is detachment like yeah. an event a game a test you know, a day, a project, you know, whatever it is, is just one moment of your life. Yeah. You know, we get so caught up in that result and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm a piece of crap mm -hmm. because I failed with this. Yeah. When we can evolve and realize that's just one event in our life yeah. and that we both fail and we both succeed, you know, quote unquote fail and succeed. Throughout our lives, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like that's such a important thing to detach yourself yes, sir. from the result. Like the result isn't you. you know? I totally like, agree. The over four isn't you, yeah, and the four for four either. The four for four is going to be there. Exactly, exactly, like, exactly. That's crazy. Like that's such an important perspective in any area of life that mm -hmm. you know that you learn that you got to separate yourself from the result, which yeah. is not easy. You know, yeah. we all want good results, whatever we're doing, yeah. but you have to stay focused on the growth. Yeah. You have to stay focused on the process yeah. and that keeps you mentally sane. It keeps yeah. you mentally stable instead of way down. Exactly. Way exactly. You know and, and for me, I, I lost my professional baseball career. I literally lost it in the United States in the minors, literally lost all my opportunity due to the fact that, my highs were extreme highs where it's like, if I went four for four, I'm going out tonight and I'm having so much fun at the club and I'm dancing till four in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then if I went over four, I felt so miserable that I would yeah. go out tonight and yeah. then I'll dance till four you in the morning. Take that yeah. Into the night. I didn't know how to deal 
with the fact that, for example, in pro ball, you can go three for three and the coach makes you sit the bench for a week because the guy ahead of you got signed for a million dollars and you only got signed for 125000 right. So then even if you perform at your best, he will play more. Right. And then I couldn't deal with that. So then instead of like going to the field and like working harder, yeah. I preferred to do things off the field that took my mind off of it. Right. But then I was 18, 19, 20. So actually very immature in my head, yeah. dealing with these things inconsistently. Right. I was always going in waves up and down, up and down, right. instead of actually steady, coasting. Right. Coasting even when you go for before, when yeah. something goes good. Even right. when, you know, when you land the girl you always dreamed of. It's like, remember that life is unpredictable in a way, you know? So it's like, how about you stay even keel, enjoy and be grateful for either the good or the bad. Because at the end of the day, it might change tomorrow, dude. Right. Like I said, again, right. you know, the stuff, the, the, what happened with my son, it's like, like a snap of the finger, everything can change. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Real talk. That's crazy. <laughs> so... um the growth aspect there um, but how so how do you think going back to the question so how do you think uh expression like what does expression bring to the world True. Like, for me for me when you express yourself your real self yeah there's one thing that for sure happens is that you force whoever is around you to either be real or to be fake Ooh. and you can see it immediately yeah so when I show up, for example, and I'm being the my full-blown self, I can see if you're trying to perform too, like you're going to perform and fake it and uh -huh. try to be like you're real as well or uh -huh. be the real self. Uh -huh. Or if you're going to shy away from the real self and you're going to be a lesser version of you because you feel like I'm too much. Right. So like I'm too expressive. That. Yeah, I'm too expressive. Or for example, if somebody asks me, how's your relationship with your girlfriend? If I argued with her that morning, I'm going to be like, it's great. But we had a hell of an argument this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh my God, it's great. Me and my girl. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not lying to you. It was yeah. shitty this morning. Sorry. It was bad this morning. <laughs> so it's like, if it's it was good. bad this morning, I'm going to tell you the truth. Yeah. If I'm feeling miserable today, I'm going to say I feel miserable today. Right, right. But I'm not choosing to put my miserable feeling on you. I'm going to be the great version of myself. Right. But I'm letting you know that if you ask me how are you doing, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm having a great day. No, I'm not. Fuck that. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a bad day today. doesn't feel good. No, because if I lie and, and hide it, I'm lying to me. Right. I'm going to try to perform and manage my pain and sorrow, whatever that I'm feeling by faking to be happy. No, no, no. I would prefer acknowledging that I feel miserable and being the real, out, authentically, full-blown me. Right. Good or bad. Right. Instead of trying to be something I'm not. Right. And if you take it, then I see that you're real and you also mm -hmm. choose to be in my environment. But if you don't take it and try to beat around the bush and avoid being the real, authentic you, I can see it due to the fact that I'm being the real me. Because if I'm expressing the real me, I feel like it forces everybody else to either do the same or they'll choose to be right. faker than they are. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like uh, most of the time, like what you bring to the table yeah. is what people will bring to the, the table, table as well. You know, like if you bring this authentic, you know, whatever mood you're kind of in, you know, mm -hmm. if you bring this authentic enthusiasm, yes, sir. most of the time... Mm -hmm. Not always, yeah, yeah. but most, yeah, of, the most time, of the time, people are like, they'll lighten up, yeah. you know? They, I, I, I do agree. Like on the I field yesterday, like all the people right. I'm talking to, 
Dude, they were like, what's no, up? Like, they were full of energy. Yeah, full, full of energy. energy. Yeah, you're right. Like, oh, who's this dude? Like, And it's the energy that you, you were know? bringing. Yeah, yeah it's the energy I was that excited you to be out there and, like, excited to play on the field and, yeah. like, just happy yeah. out there, you know? Like I said, you made me playing ball. Yeah, <laughs> you made, you you caused something that never happened before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the thing of a stranger that came out of nowhere to come and he'd be on the field, Never, I've never seen it happen in three years. So, right. like I said, it's like you started something that, Never happened only due to the energy you brought. Right. So the energy you brought changed the whole energy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was beautiful to see, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But then also, for example, there could have been somebody that would have been like, who does this guy think he is? Because I've had that too. Mm-hmm. I have had that sure. too where it's like sure. somebody like immediately is like, oh, why is he so happy? Why? Who does he think he is showing yeah, yeah, up yeah, here yeah, and trying yeah. to hit BB? And it's like, yeah. I've seen that reaction too right. Right. off of somebody with amazing energy. Right. Somebody comes with this amazing yeah. vibe and then somebody else kind of like being offended yeah. by you being so happy. That can be, yeah. You because, know what I'm saying? Because what they're feeling is, you know, I want to feel that way. You know, why exactly. do you feel like that? Yeah. I want to feel like Instead that. of asking, how do you feel like that? Yeah. So I can yeah. feel like that too. Right. It's an ego. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're feeling better. Like, you know, fuck that. I yep. want to feel like that. Yeah. You know, instead of being like, you know what? Yep. Maybe he's doing something that I'm not. Exactly. Maybe he's like, you know, tapping into himself and he's happy for some reason, right? I totally feel you. So how can I learn from it? You yeah. know, instead of like always being like how, like I'm better, like mm-hmm. how can I compete? You know, wait a second. Somebody's better than me. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody better than you, whatever you're doing and yeah. worse than you, right? Yeah. So it's like, how can I learn from that? Wow. Like how can I open up myself yeah. and be like, you know, like there's another tool I can add to my toolbox yeah. to help me grow I feel into you. my full potential. Yeah. You know? I feel you. Instead of instead of uh, letting your ego get in the way. Exactly. That's, really That's why I never understood why guys can't give another guy a compliment without feeling either insecure or lesser. Like, I always walk walked around and you knew me, even back then. <laughs> I would tell everybody, oh, your swing is amazing. Or, hey, this yeah, is like yeah. that. But I remember people didn't give me it in return because I was a little loud, obnoxious, full of myself. And then now, fast forward to now we're in 2022, five years later, yeah. I'm here and I'm like, a pitcher can strike me out and I'm like, great pitch and walk That's to the dope. dugout. And people are like, why do you keep <laughs> doing that? I'm like, I'm not joking. Like, he threw an amazing pitch and yeah. I missed it. In right. this battle of one-on-one pitcher and hitter, he yeah. beat me in this at bat. Own it. Right. And give credit to him. Don't come tell me, oh, his curveball is whack. When why didn't you hit it? Yeah. Like, don't strike out and then shit on the guy that struck you out. No, 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 no. Get a base hit on him, and then we can talk about maybe <laughs> talking crap. Right, but if right. you're actually striking out off his pitching, you should own it. Right. Like, be like, okay, he beat me here. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's start giving credit, especially, like you said, why is it always a competition? We all can shine. Yeah. We all can shine at the same time. Yeah. Not because I'm shining, you can't shine. No, right. like, we all shine if right. we choose to. Right. Because right. the shine Absolutely. is within each one of us. You it's know what I it's mean? the difference between uh, an ego and a fearful mindset. Like, there's not enough for me yeah. compared to an abundance mindset. Like, yo, we live in an abundant universe. Exactly. How did this world, like, you know, pop up with beautiful trees and nature and mm-hmm. humans and, like, yeah. like, you know, spirituality and everything that it has encompassing everything that it has, like. We live in an abundant place. Yeah. And when you tap into that and get over the fearful mindset, yeah. then you can be like, yo, that was an awesome pitch. And that doesn't take anything away from you. 
What's up, Full Potential listeners? Taking a quick break from the podcast, not for an advertisement, but for a call to action. I want you to focus on one thing and one thing only that you can pull away from this podcast. So that means what's an area of your life that you know you would like to improve, whether that be relationships, friends, lover, or maybe it's your career, your finances, your emotional life, your quality of life, spiritual life maybe. Pick one thing that you can pull away from this podcast and take action on it this week. All right, this is your call to action. Choose one thing and then take action on that to improve that area of your life this week. We will go right back into the podcast. You know, that's that's a beautiful place to be. So I think it's just a more mature mindset and yeah. an open mindset, yeah. you know, of not, not being so closed-minded. Everything's about me, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, the, it's like the economy. Like, the economy is not a zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. It's not like it doesn't mean when I make more a bunch of money, somebody you else doesn't. Yeah. That, no, Everybody there's unlimited. It. Like we keep printing money, you yeah. know. Everybody keeps and making. So yeah. now, if you're like competing, you know, in a game, somebody wins, somebody loses. Yes, you know, but in your mind, mm-hmm. it's still like, hey, it's still an abundant universe. Yeah, for sure. Right? I totally so, feel you. There's there's enough for everybody. To there's eat. enough for everybody yeah. to eat. Yeah, enough for everybody to eat for sure. So yeah, um, so as far as expression and your music, um, how do you feel like you express yourself in your music and what, what do you want to convey um, from your music? Okay, um, for me, it's funny because in the beginning, it started where like um, I was trying to put out a vibe. Okay. Because people couldn't understand my language, because I started primarily rapping in Papiamento, which is my native language that we speak in Curacao, Bonaire, Aruba, okay. and such and such. So, in the ABC Islands and so. So, for me, it was more so about actually focusing on, like, creating a vibe and people feeling my song. Because they wouldn't understand it. Right. So, they, I wanted them to feel it. But then I realized that, like, okay, people are telling me, dude, I love the vibe and the energy. I wish I understood what you were saying. And then I was like, well, might as well try to rap in English then, yeah. you know, because it's not my primary language. It's my third language. That's I would say that's what I felt too. I think, it, uh, what was the song? Weeby? Weeby, yeah. Weeby, yeah. The one I know it was, it was one yeah. of the first ones you first came out with. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Just, yeah, I don't understand the... The, the language. language. So then what happened is I started little by little tippy-toeing in English verses. Mm-hmm. I still would do a papiamento hook on my song, but then the verse would be in English. Right. And then to my first fully blown English song, which is like the shine one that I did last, where it was like I put all my emotions, my bars, my, my hook, everything was in English. And I noticed that I can still create the vibe I used to create that people love. But now with words that they understand, right. or if I do a song in my language, I can express myself through subtitles. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? I can use the subtitles to then get the people to still understand the words that they don't 
from my language. You understand what I mean? And the biggest thing for me was expressing my personal life in detail authentically. I'm not going to lie and say like, no, I'm not going to mention so ex-girlfriend's expressing names. Pain. Yeah, I expressed the pain. I expressed the happy moments. But mostly the pain because in 28 years, I'm, I would lie to say if I was happier than I was sad. No, I was more sad than I was happy in 28 years. So I have more sad stories to tell than, right. than and actually my sadness would be relatable because right. we're all human. So right. we all go through kind of the same things, but just at different times, you know, right, right, right. I might have, a girl might break up with me last year or might have broken up with me last year. And then another guy's girlfriend will break up with them in two years, but right. we all going to experience the breakup. Right. <laughs> we all experience the breakup. So then when I sing a song about breakup and that's what I do with my songs, I'm going to sing about shining. Mm-hmm. We all can relate to wanting to or think we do shine mm-hmm. or maybe not shine. Right. And then I can sing about some pain and then pain is relatable to everyone. And then right. I can sing about a song about being real. It relates to everybody because everybody should be real. Right. So it's like right. I instead of making a song about only something that's directly only associated with me. I'm trying to be relatable to you with my right. stories right. too to show you that hey, me and you are the same. Right. We all technically are, you right. know. Just on a different length, a wavelength, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we all going through our different phase, like you said, mm-hmm. have our own personal path. I mean, on the outside, you know, it's kind of, we're, we're slightly different, you know. But, but on, on the, the inside, inside, we're all we're made all from suffering. the same thing. Yeah, we're all made from yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And we're all suffering, yeah. you know, and also being happy sometimes. Happy sometimes. We're, we're human. Exactly. You know, so Exactly. Absolutely. That's good stuff. So, uh, what does living <laughs> in your full potential look like to Fildrick Um, For me, living in my full potential is basically living in a in a way that every morning when I wake up, I'm actually actually happy instead of waking up and trying to be happy daily. Mm-hmm. Trying to let me go lift so I feel better mm-hmm. or let me go hit some balls so I feel better. Let mm-hmm. me go play with my kids so I feel better. Mm-hmm. Let me go out with my friends so I can feel better. No, 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 no. I want to wake up and the first thought that's in my head is, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's, let's start do this day. It. Yeah. Not even in a crazy way, but in a soulful inside of my body, a feeling that has no words, a feeling that's just inside me. Mm-hmm. Because again, the person closest to me is my girlfriend. She sees me. She's seen the most vulnerable side of me, right? And she will tell you, she always jokes and says this. Either I'm depressed or I'm borderline, like, almost there. Because all she sees is a dude that's trying daily to figure out how to be happy consistently. Mm-hmm. Instead of a person that's just happy mm-hmm. and then from time to time having ups and downs. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm more so trying to reach... I'm yeah. continuously climbing to get to this place that I'm so dearly want to get to, but I'm missing the mark all the time. Right, right, right. And I, for me, it's like full potential living probably, in my opinion, means like I have to manage to be able to love being alive mm. instead of trying to make it to, oh, let me be rich or let me be the best baseball right. player. No, let me just be happy to be here, you right, know? Right. Because what... I can be a millionaire and my son be sick tomorrow and nothing else matters than him. Please be better. Right. How can I make him feel better? Right. You know what I mean? Like I've seen people lose their parents and like they lose their parents and their life flips upside down immediately or like they lose a kid and it's like, oh wait, life can throw, throw anything at me. And if I'm only chasing things, 
when life hits me off my course, I'm be screwed. Instead of like, no, let me appreciate life for the fact of I have life. And for me, to be completely honest, I have my great days. I have my good days. But I would be lying if I say I don't have my bad days. You know what I mean? And sometimes my bad days outweigh my good ones. I might have three bad days in a whole month. But they weigh way more than the other, you know, 27 amazing days I had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think what you're getting from that Mm -hmm. is like, you know, we all go out and we we have it backwards. Mm-hmm. So we think that, you know, we're supposed to go out and make a bunch of money. We're supposed to do, you know, so that we can be, mm-hmm. so that we can be happy. Yeah, yeah. The problem is our world has it backwards. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, be happy now internally yeah. and then go do the things that, contribute to that yeah. you know be happy now present moment yeah like i'm in germany right now exactly you know, exactly like what yeah i just traveling through europe you know like yeah. wait a second let me breathe and be like yo this is dope this is happening it's <laughs> literally happening you know, at the moment yeah, it's, it's literally happening. right now yeah. like oh, exactly shit. i'm gonna remember this trip forever yeah you know i totally saying? feel you so it's like what we do and what we're trained to do is think that the external is going to make the internal, internal happy, better. No, but no, that's no. as yeah. backwards. Turn it around and wake up and breathe. Think about gratitude. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I, you know, it's sunny today. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Nice weather. You know, yeah. nice We're outside at the field, and then that <laughs> manifests in the external life, world. Life, you, you, so it's agree. exactly what you're talking about. Like I got to go be rich. I got to go, you know, be a professional baseball player. You know, I got to do this, and then oh my gosh, now I'm going to be on the top of the world. No, yeah. like. The crazy thing is, like, when you achieve big goals, mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're happy right now yeah. in the process, doing it. Yeah. And then when you get there, it's just like this whole big, like, oh, yeah, I did it. And yeah, now it's, all, it's icing on the cake. No, I, I have know, the perfect so example. You're be happy yeah. while you're going after I those totally big feel goals. you. For me, it's like here, for example, in 2019, when I came here, I came here to coach catching and, like, you know, they paid me 800 euros in an apartment. And then fast forward, maybe a year and a half later, I got offered to like be more of a coach and I needed the money. I needed the, 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 the responsibility so I can grow. Right. So I went all in. Yes. Thank you. But now two years later, now we're in 2022 and I'm at a point where it's like, oh, I'm a baseball player that internationally is being asked to go play in different countries to keep growing in the sport. Right. And also I make music where I have to go perform in different countries for like my live performances. But then I have a job that's coaching that's kind of like needs all of my time because the kids need a coach, right? So I get myself stuck now. While if you told me three years ago that I would be stuck three years later because of the fact that I have a full-blown safe job that is a good pay, that I'm doing what I love, Mm -hmm. that I would feel stuck, I would have said no. But now I'm in a point where not stuck in a negative way, but I have so many opportunities to grow but the current situation that I'm in is not allowing the full growth to happen because certain changes need to happen. You know, maybe I need more time. Maybe I need to have more free time so I can do these other more venues, music. more music or go do performances. Or maybe the national team of the Netherlands or from the island tells me, hey, you got to come play for two weeks over here so we can see you. Right. And it's like, well, if I have to coach a team and coach them on the weekend for games, how am I going to go? And follow my own personal dreams too. And right now I'm only 28. I'm not 38. 
at 28, I feel like I still have more to give to my personal life. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to find the perfect balance where I'm giving every kid that I coach all of me without losing, giving all of me to me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right now I'm at a point where I'm feeling like I'm giving more of me to everything and everyone else except mm. me. Yeah. So now I feel like I have to bounce back and get on to yeah. giving me you fill your cup up. Fill my cup up because yeah. I'm almost running dry, you know. Right, right. Real. Real. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> so um, hypothetical question. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to the end of Fildrick Llewellyn's life. Mm -hmm. You're laying on your deathbed. You know you're about to die within an hour. Mm -hmm. You know you're about to die. You're about to pass away. Mm -hmm. But you're feeling fulfilled. You're like, oh my gosh, you know, I did, I lived this way. I did these two things. I accomplished these two goals. You know, I live by this philosophy. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you know what? I'm at peace. I can die now. I'm okay with the life that I live. What would those two things or what would that philosophy be for you to be like, you know what? I'm fulfilled and I'm peaceful. I can die. For me, it's a, uh, there's two things that are very true to my heart. And I feel like the third one is the fear of death. Like the, the fear of death is something I always used to feel. But then I met a new friend of mine. His name is Ruben. He's the guy that got me to start making music. And he always used to tell me he's not scared to die. And I never understood how he meant it, you know. And um, I always ask him, he never gives me like a real, real specific answer, you know. But for me, I started developing my own answer of it. And my answer was, is that like, if I'm, once you, once you die, everybody else experienced the pain. You're dead already. But the people that are left behind are going to experience not having you anymore like maybe seeing you in your last breath or whatever. So then maybe they experienced the pain part. So then it eliminated the fear of death away from me. Like I no longer fear it because I know that if it's an end or no end, it doesn't matter to me. It's a matter of like, once it's over, I don't feel anything anymore. The people that are left that are, I leave behind will feel mm -hmm. the, the, the pain. Mm -hmm. But then also my philosophy then would be then since I've no longer feared death, it's like, I want to be a person that when, I'm around someone or around people, I make them feel something nobody else makes them feel, which means make them feel alive. I want to give life to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're my enemy, if you're my friend. I say in the song too, it don't matter if it's friends or the enemy. I'm going to keep on giving life till the death of me because that's a fact of me. It's like you can hate me because you're a, a different player or a different team. Damn it, you can even date my ex-girlfriends. And we can be homies. Yeah. I'm, I'm homies with my ex-girlfriends. So it's like, yeah. I would prefer everyone saying like, dude, why is this guy so different? But not different in the sense of ego. Yeah, I'm different. No, different in the sense of he's definitely not the ordinary. Mm -hmm. So extraordinary, not in an ego-based way. Extraordinary in a real felt way. Yeah. Like when I told you on my scooter today, I was, um, yesterday when I went to pick you up at the train station. The reality hit me of like, yo, I haven't seen this dude in five years. I'm on a scooter right now to pick him up. Like, I don't even know how he still looks like, like how big he got, how tall he got. Last time I saw you was five years ago. And then now I see you and it's like, oh, 
life is about the impact you leave behind mm. the 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 imprint you leave in people instead of like what you can get out of life mm. it's about what you give yeah. to life so if Ooh. i gave everything i got to life mm-hmm. i can die happy let's go you know what i mean if my son <laughs> wants to be like me i know that for the rest of my life the world will be in good hands because he's going to have a kid that wants to be like him right. and without saving anybody else i would have saved the world just by making sure my son that's right, the best right. role model to be, you know? Right. Because that's the first person I impact directly, you right. know? Forget right. friends, forget other kids. It's like the right. person that I, my son, you know what I mean? Right. He's my legacy, you know what I mean? Wow. He carries yeah. it on. So, so to the essence of that, you know, um, what you're giving and what you put into the world is what really matters at the end of the day. All that matters to me. What did you give? Did you give your all, you know? And did I give it from a clean perspective? Like a clean from the heart. Like I have a coach, Octavio Medina, best hitting legend ever here in Germany, you know, from the United States. He tells you, do everything you do from the heart. Ooh, let's go. He says he plays with his heart. He's a dude that he says, um, I, 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 everything he does is from the heart. And when you're around him, that's the guy you talk to for like 30 minutes before practice. Uh, the the coach true. that you were talking, that's oh, Octavio. Yeah, yeah. And everything he does is from the heart. Everybody yeah. that I've met, everybody that I know here yeah. in Paderborn, when they talk about Octavio Medina, they have a smile on their face saying, he's the coolest, most amazing soul <laughs> you've ever met. Yeah. It, you have to be doing something right for the whole world to agree that your soul is great. Right. Not the human, not the ability on the field. Right, right. The soul within him is being felt outside of the body. Ooh. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And for me, that's everything. It's like the impact I make has to be out of body. It can't be that I need to keep talking to you for you to feel me. I, you need to feel me with me sitting here. You can feel my presence, my compassion, my, you know, my understanding of your life too. That I'm not the center of the universe, but that we all are just here at the same time experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. We are different, but exactly the same. You know what I mean? It's like, I want people to feel when they're around me, if you're 12, if you're 6 or 42, I want you to feel like we're almost the same age. Like, I'm going to treat you the same. Right. Like, you see me with my kid, how I treat him. It's like, yo, you think you're a 6, you're 6 year old, but you think you're 22? I'll treat you like you're 22. <laughs> and then suddenly, sometimes we get to a place where it's like, he's like, Dada, but I'm only six. And I'm like, wait, what? what? But you're, well, acting, yeah, like you're, you're acting like you're 22, right? So then maybe you should act six until you're 22. You know what I'm saying? But that's a just a funny way to describe how like, it don't matter if you're a six, I'm going to make you feel as if we are on the same level. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want anyone to feel less. I don't want anybody to feel like they don't belong. Yeah. I want everybody to realize this, like, we all belong everywhere because we're not from these different countries or different cultures. Right. We're from this planet. Right. We're from this little planet in this huge universe. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where we're from. Like, yeah. we're all from the same rock. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And we're all the same, man. All the same. Right. Right. That's beautiful. I like what you said about uh, coming from a heart-centered place. Yeah, man. Heart. I think when you can get out of your head... Mm-hmm. You know that in baseball and in life, like you can get out of your head and move into your heart. Like life feels like I practice this. Like when I'm at my best, I'm coming from a uh, like I have love in my heart. Yeah, when I'm at my best, 
When I'm happy, when I'm in the moment, you know, I'm coming from here and not from here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel you. I feel that's you. like such a big thing. Yeah. And that's the exact impact yeah. I want to have on other people. Yeah. I want people to say that too. You know, at yeah, the end of the day, I want people to say, you know, Eric Ferguson, you know, wow, what a cool person. Like, and it's not about like, hey, I want to be respected and cool. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody wants to be respected, but True. it's not about me. It's about the energy yeah, that you're they bringing. got from me. What you're bringing. I'm yeah. putting out good energy yeah. that they're taking in and being like, oh, I'm going to be like this. You're just passing on the positive vibes. You're just passing on the love. So yeah, I feel you. Well, perfect example, you and my roommate today at the house. Like, you and my roommate, like, he was standing in the kitchen talking to you. And then 20 minutes later, he he I found him sitting down in front of you face-to-face talking. And I realized that just based off of what, the, what you're talking about, what you're giving out, the energy you're giving out, he went from standing in the kitchen to sitting at the table with you saying, Oh, thanks for stopping this conversation because otherwise I can sit here and talk to you for uh, days. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. It's because what you bring to the table is worth for me to sit at the table for. It. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like what you're putting on the table or bringing to the table makes yeah. me want to sit at the yeah, table. Yeah. Certain people talk and you don't want to sit at the table because you can feel that either it's superficial or it's just from the mind meaning in the sense of he's trying to do this for a reason yeah. instead of doing it for no reason. Doing, like it, doing it out of love yeah. instead of out of like, I'm trying to get mine yeah. or I'm trying to like prove a point like, hey, you know, I'm trying to make an impression. Yeah. I'm cool, you know? I instead see. of like coming from, how can I help? Exactly. How can I make an impact? Exactly. You know, so. Like we would have had this Appreciate conversation that. even if we weren't recording it. Oh, you yeah. see what I'm saying? 100%. So that's we the have. exactly <laughs> we did. so. So my way of seeing it is that like um that's why I like these type of environments where it's like the conversation that I'm trying to have is a conversation that I would have if my dad was here, if my mom was sitting here, if my girlfriend was here. Like I'm going to have the same conversation regardless, it's real. because it's real. It's if my boss can be here and I'm gonna say the same things I'm gonna tell you now because it's authentically real. And I think that's where I'm trying to get to, to where the point where it's like, you might be doing your job, but it feels so great yeah, from the heart that yeah. it doesn't even feel right. like it's a job. Right. It's not taking from you. It's actually it's giving. giving. Yeah. So I'm constantly giving, but my but my life gives back as yes, well. Yes. But it, you get stuck in the place sometimes where you give a million percent right. and maybe get only a hundred percent back. Yeah. And then you have a deficit. Right, right, right. Because you're being drained of your energy instead of giving energy in return to reciprocated. That's the word, right? right like right, right. it's not being reciprocated. It's a balance. It's a yeah, balance. It's a perfect of, balance of being like, you know, I need this space right now. Like you can't take this. I'm yeah. sorry. I need it. I'm going to take it. Yeah. I'll see you later. I'll bounce back. Yeah. I'll bounce you know, back. I'll on you. Yeah, and it's a, it's yeah. in a respectful, kind way. Yeah. This is what I was talking to, to Chris about this yeah. morning. Also was just, you know, you've like, I think it's so easy to worry about what people are going to think if we say no. But the funny part is people respect you more when you say no. Mm -hmm. People respect you more because they're like, oh, this guy, oh, he's like, he's got, he's got priorities. Like he's going to go do these things, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's got things to do. Whether, or like on the opposite side, if you're always saying yes, 
people are like, oh yeah, he's gonna be here. Like he'll he come. gonna do it. Yeah, they take he'll you be here. They'll take you they for take granted. granted. Yeah, for you sure. You know, instead of being like, oh, he showed up. Yeah. Oh, for he's sure. here. You know, and you can always say no in a respectful way yeah. to be like, you know what? I just got to take care of me right now. I got to go yeah. relax. I took a, I'm I sorry. Took, yeah. I can't do your birthday. Exactly. Yeah. I can't come to yeah. the party. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I got to do me. Yeah. But I'll, maybe I'll see you tomorrow. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? I took so. pride in being the guy that you can always count on in the worst of situations. So like, oh my God, like. We have five minutes before practice starts and I can't be there, Phil. Can you be there? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there in three minutes. Boom. And I love living for that. Like, I got your back. Yeah, Call yeah, me yeah, Michael yeah, Jordan yeah. or Kobe Bryant because I'm clutch. <laughs> I'll come in through. I'll yeah, come yeah. through. But then at a certain point, you become like, yeah, I'm like, wait, um, you, you're taking me for granted, though. You're not realizing mm. that I'm actually taking your weight and your pain and your troubles and erasing it for you. Right. Making you feel no stress because I got you. Right. But I'm going to stress for you now. Right. I have to hurry up and put my clothes on and run to the field so your you practice continues. Yeah. But now it's like you take it for granted because I've given you your trust that I'll be there. Right. You know, oh, Fildred got me so I can. It's okay. He got me all the time. Mm-hmm. Who got Fildred? Right. If Fildred got you all the time, who got Fildred? Fildrick's got to have Fildrick. How about maybe you think about, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If Fildrick got you all the time, how am I going to get Fildrick too? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, that's a beautiful. I've balance. lost yeah. myself a lot due to giving myself to everyone. Mm. So I yeah. give myself to everyone, but I'm only one human. So eventually I'm, I can't cut myself to pieces and give everybody what they want. So just a quick, to tie it all together, it's like, imagine, I have a son that lives in the United States, a mom that lives on the island of Bonaire, a sister that lives on Bonaire too. My dad lives in the United States as well, and I live in Germany in Paderborn, and my girl lives in Germany, but in Dusseldorf, which is two hours away. I live in the middle of nowhere with nobody that I love. Right. Everybody is somewhere else. <laughs> I work every day and coach on weekends or play on weekends, and I have 40 days of vacation or 45 days of vacation every year. How am I going to divide all those days into all those people that I don't see? That's without counting other families or best friends. No, no. Right. I'm only talking about the five legitimate people that I really, really need in my yeah. life. You know right, what I mean? Right. I don't see them. Family and lady. I don't yeah. see them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I already live at a, at a deficit. Yeah. I'm living in a deficit. Right, right. I already have no energy to give and I still give all of it. You see what I'm saying? But then you're running yourself dry. So then a matter of putting yourself first is very crucial. So you can bounce back into being a cup fully filled. And then you can maneuver around and see how you're going to give all of you again to whatever you got to give, you know. But you have to recalibrate yourself. You got to bounce back. You have to get the bar to full. You know, you can't keep living half full. Yeah, because like... I think people tend to live on one side of the spectrum. Like it's either like for me, I would, I feel like in a lot of ways, maybe I've been kind of balanced maybe, but, but I think you're either kind of like living from like more of an ego place, not always, but more, 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 ten, yeah, more dominant on one side, yeah. more of a fulfilling myself side, yeah. or you're living on more of a giving side to other people. True. 
And so like whatever side you're on, you need your prescription mm-hmm. <laughs> of, you know, mindset and, you know, your energy. You need to find that other side and balance it out. Mm-hmm. So whether it is you need to say no to people more often, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's what I need to work on. Life is, it's always mm-hmm. a balance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I need to start saying no more, Yeah, you know, but other times I need to start giving more. I feel you know, it's a, it's always this this flux this kind of balance that we're creating. Of, yeah. Like so, some people are on like you maybe on that giving side. Yeah, the giving one. You know, other people are, are on the side of like you know it's all about me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so it's, instead it's, of the happy medium, which is in the middle, balance, yeah, the balance of it. Yeah. Balance the strike, and, and that's a practice. I totally see you to learn to have figure out where your balance. I is. feel like also it's a it's a matter of confrontation. It's like, yes. it's not also always about no. the yes or no. Exactly. Because sometimes when you're like, I'm all about me and nobody else, it's also the confrontation of like, oh, I have to worry about this other person too, but that's not just myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, for example, me and my girlfriend went to Egypt on vacation and we were on vacation. She wanted to go to the, to the pool side or the beach side and lay there and tan together as a couple while she reads her book. I lay there with her and chill. But I'm from an island. I don't walk around tanning. I lived in the sun. Right. Like, I live in it. So... I want to go play beach volleyball. I want to go go to the right, gym right, and work out right. and prepare for the baseball season. Right. But we were on the same plane traveling to the same place. We were together in Egypt, but then both have each individual plans. And mm-hmm. that's where I realized where it's like the moment you have to worry about somebody else as well, mm-hmm. your own personal desires and wants can't just merge. be, yeah, they need to emerge together and find a like the perfect equal place yeah, yeah, yeah. because otherwise one person is going to be at a deficit yes you know what yes. i'm saying so it's like that showed me by far like i said we had a great vacation but we never had more ups and downs in the relationship than those seven days because in those <laughs> seven days we were alone with each other at a place that's not our home mm-hmm. in egypt where we barely understand anybody or whatever and then trying to figure out what exactly are we both trying to do here yeah because maybe I want to go eat, but you want to go do that. Right. And then it's like, oh, well, how can we manage to right. do something where we both continuously are literally coasting beautifully together, yes, together you know, yes. and the communication comes then exactly to the point what I was gonna say and next. confront the yes. shitty situation, confront yeah. the saying yes, confront the saying no, regardless yeah. of how uncomfortable yeah. it will you be. Talk you talk know? it out. Hey, exactly. you know, like what I really need yeah. is I really need to go. You know, work out. I need to go to the beach. This is mm-hmm. what I want to do here. Yeah. You know, and then you go, what do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you need to tan at the pool. You need to do this. You need mm-hmm. to do that. Okay. So why don't we, you know, you find that balance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get up and do this. Will you do this with me? I want you to do it with me. Yeah. And then after, I'll chill with you True. at the pool, you know, and like I'll, I'll give to you. So exactly. Like and you're finding, and on deeper levels, like, you can get to the point where you find out, you know, exactly what each one of you wants in life. Yeah, for sure. Like the character traits you want to live by, you know, the emotions you want to experience, you know, the type of love that you want to, you know, the love languages. So you can get to a really deep level where you really know what that person wants, what that person needs. And when you're there, then you're both constantly giving each other, feeding each other. Yeah. So then you're both in the flow and, and really, and I've witnessed that with the, the leaders that I follow, mm-hmm. John and Missy Butcher, okay. Life Book. Okay. I witness it every day. They're like the happiest couple mm-hmm. day in and day out. And they have their 
systems figured out. They have their wants and their needs figured out. Yeah. And they're the most beautiful couple and they're always yeah. so happy. It's awesome. genuine. It's not yeah. like, oh yeah, we love you. No, that shit is genuine. Genuine, you can, I, see. You can see it in their eyes. I love you. Yeah, like, yeah, yo, yeah. I got you. You can feel it. Like always. Yeah. You know, it's never it. perfect, but but they have a system and yeah. they know what each other needs. Yeah. And then it's a skill that you build over time with somebody, right? But, yeah, exactly. But they're at a level that's just like, that love is unbelievable. Yeah, and once anybody can maintain it. Yeah, once you reach that level, you can maintain it right. through the understanding and the communication. You can kind of maintain that balance together. Right. You know what I mean? For me, I noticed that, that if I give my significant other 100% all of me from the heart, and she gives you 100% all of her yes. from the heart, everybody gets what they need. Yes, exactly. Forget what you want. Everybody gets enough that what they need that it's like what you want almost becomes irrelevant because it like, becomes like, what they need. Yeah, you don't even <laughs> care about what you want anymore because like giving they them what you. they need is more than enough because they're covering your yes. empty area by themselves. Yes. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. That's a perfect relation. And like I said, you talked to my girlfriend, me telling you how we didn't want to be with each other and then it happened due to us communicating so much about all the things we like and don't like, the ups and downs we both went through and learning from each other from like the ground up. Instead of from the superficial level and going inwards, we started from the inwards and got out to the superficial level. You know what I mean? We went from the right. in to the out. Right. And it was crazy because now I'm hanging out with a person that could be a best friend. Sometimes it feels like I'm hanging out with the homie. At times I feel like I'm hanging out with my girlfriend, but it's the same person within this one person due to her knowing me into detail right knowing all all the things i like and don't like right you know maybe i don't like eating cheese or whatever then she doesn't buy cheese right or she buys the cheese that she knows i like well maybe if you didn't communicate about the stupidest detail like cheese it could piss you off yeah because i you make me exactly because in the morning you woke up a little cranky you're having a bad day this morning now she cooked she put cheese in your eggs and you don't like cheese in your <laughs> eggs and now you're like oh man this day started all horrible <laughs> but it's like if she knew who you are i don't want cheese the cheese wouldn't <laughs> have been in your eggs you see what i'm saying like it's it actually yes yeah, a philosophy it's a very simple way to put it because it's like i always tell people this like let's say if your 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 girlfriend doesn't like an electronic festival why are you taking her <laughs> to one right why are you taking her to one? It happened to us where I asked her, hey, you want to go to a Burna Boy concert? You know Burna Boy, the artist? It's like a like an Afro-pop yeah. artist. Yeah. I was like, hey, you want to go to a Burna Boy concert in Hamburg? And she goes, I appreciate the fact that you offered to let's go to a Ooh, concert. I love that. But we ain't doing this one because I'm not really a big <laughs> I fan. I love that. You know what I, I mean? I love the way she said that. Yes. So I it's appreciate like, yes. starting with Yes. That. And we do, every time we disagree, we both agree or we both have that way of saying it of like, Oh, this is awesome, but it's not going to work, you know? Or like, I love this. Let's try it another time when it with another artist. Right, right. Or like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. the communication is very thorough. Mm-hmm. That's it's not huge. superficial. It's very almost in detail. That's you know huge. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and when you sure. can really first, like that's a, another personal development thing I've learned through communi- of communication yeah. is when you first start off by saying what you like about them. Mm-hmm. How many times are they going to be like, oh, like, thanks. Thank you. Now they're in a place of receptiveness. Of taking. Uh, now you can be next. like, you know what? This is not going to work. Yeah, I you know, Hey, I appreciate you. And make it genuine. Don't fake it. You yeah, know? Exactly. I exactly. I do appreciate you asking me because you want me to be there with you. 
totally. while you're experiencing something you like, right? Totally. But, you know, at this time, I don't really like this kind of music, you know? Yeah. Like, so I'm, so it's not going to work, yeah. you know? And if you start off with that, like, hey, I'm going to feed you, and now I'm going to take what I need, like, now you're both happy, and that's a way to say no without yeah. saying, like, no, fuck that. I don't like that music. Yeah. Now you're like, wait, wait. I do like that music. Yeah. Now we're parted. Yeah, well, now we're about to fight. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> just based off of the... Action and reaction. Yeah. And that's the thing also. Communication. Yeah, exactly. And for her, it's funny because she's the more balanced one out of the two of us. Mm. And most of the time, I'm the one that my my cup overflows. Mm -hmm. You know? And I'm like, my reaction, my, my action causes her reaction. And then we get to a point where it's like, maybe if I acted differently, we wouldn't even end up in this place. We could have just communicated on a very chilled level and managed to arrange everything that needed to be done. Right. But at some points, for example, like I said, that's where all the communication thing is everything. You know what I mean? Right. right. Because if we can communicate it, we can always talk it through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If right. everybody's balanced. Yeah. Balance is also important. You know, right, like right. you said, if you ain't balanced, then it's going to be yeah. very inconsistent. And that's why you need to talk it through. Yeah, exactly. To, be, to balance either for yourself or... Or for the other person. For the other person, too. Real talk. Good stuff, bro. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, bro. This was awesome. Taking me here in Germany. This was awesome. It was awesome. For real, for real. So, hell yeah, man. Uh, For real. Yeah. For another time, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, man. I love you having me. And thanks for going through all that to get here. So, I appreciate that, too. You know, it's been (laughs) five years that we haven't seen each other. Literally, like you said, we took BP on a baseball field in 2017 and since then i didn't see you and you traveled halfway around the world just to be here so yeah. for one day yeah i had to day. stop through and see you i appreciate it man yeah. thank you good stuff thanks man all right peace full potential listeners thank you so much for listening to this podcast a lot of work a lot of effort a lot of love and heart went into it so i hope you got something out of it um, that can help you live your full potential life and self-actualize, live a life that you're proud of and you're inspired by each day. So thank you so much for listening. It is much appreciated. We are growing on the Full Potential Living podcast. Um, You can find this podcast on Apple. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Google Podcasts, just about every platform, Anchor as well. Make sure you follow so you know what updates are coming and what podcasts come out so that you don't miss one. And uh, as always, live in your full potential. Do not settle. Self-actualize. Let's go, baby. Peace out. This is the Full Potential Living Podcast. In this podcast, I will aim to provide motivation, clarity, and a clear sense of purpose, helping you live a full potential life. Thank you.